You are listening to the 10 Minute Entrepreneur Podcast with host Sean Castrina. I'm excited about today's podcast. I have the founder of Bang Productions. I have John Edmonds Cosma here today. John, it's great to have you on the podcast. Great to be here, man. How are you doing this morning? Good. Now, I know you guys do something exceptionally great in regards to social media, but if I try to explain it, I'm going to feel really inadequate, but I think what you offer is great for our audience. So can you tell them what you guys do at Bang Productions and specifically when it comes to you know content creation, et cetera, et cetera? Well, I came out of the uh, TV space. Um, I developed about a thousand TV shows and you know, I got pissed off at the industry because out of those thousand shows I developed, I sold three. And I went to social media uh, about seven, eight years ago, didn't know much about it. And when I realized the tools that you have in social media, I said, I can create my own uh, network here. Um, seven years later, we're uh, a meta media partner. Um, we just got approached by TikTok to be one, one of the first uh live creators network agencies for TikTok in the US. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's understanding human behavior, you know, and a lot of people don't understand human behavior the right way. There's a lot of fractional information in in the in the business community with corporations and so forth. And uh, a lot of corporations and business businesses forgot who is paying the bills, if you will. So I came up with a way to eliminate unconscious bias with content. And I have I do have a book coming out. It's going to be coming out at the end of the year, but it's called Finding a Perfect Audience. And it's 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 a way to rebirth or birth anything the right way and create a pure source customer for whatever type of business, whether you're a celebrity or or a corporation, whatever it is. Um and, you know, that's uh, understanding human behavior. Well, I'm trying to understand it with my audience. And, and some of that kind of went over my head. I, I, in my brain, I'm see, I'm hearing like perfect target customer. Yeah. That you guys have a way, you know, and I could be completely wrong of, of finding a target customer better than what other people are doing at that. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's say if you have, you're in the comedy I'm in the comedy space. I built the fastest rising comedian in American history. We changed how comedy did business. Uh, in 2018, Vice News did a story about how we changed the pop culture and, and the stories on that program. On, when it aired Sunday were Kaepernick, Kavanaugh, and us. Uh, and what I realized is, you know, it, the more authentic you are with your communication, the more response you get. And for some reason, you know, professional peoples with their egos and whatever it is, think that they can dilute an authentic communication and have the, the, the right success. But in reality, you can't have the right success if you dilute your authenticity. So I always said these words, I always said environment, I always said foundation, I always talked about sensitivities. Uh, I talked about tone, I talked about timing, and I talked about emotions. And then the last thing, um, is, which I call social media landscape in the context of using content, but it's really getting your business to consciousness, right? And this can apply, this is 
can apply to your life. It can apply to pretty much anything in the world. So when you think about environment, right, whatever environment you're in, right, uh, obviously you're going to, you know, you're going to bring a lineage, you know, you're going to bring a look, whatever you, whatever your business is. Uh, I would say a business compared to lineage, you bring a lineage if you're a human being, you bring a look if you're a business, right? And then that environment has an effect, right? So you're bringing attributes to the table, you know, when you, wherever this business may be. So then I realized, all right, if we create content that's entertaining, educational, right, and relatable, um, I don't have to sell them anything, right? So if you're in the comedy space and I put content out that's relatable and entertaining and educational, and I shoot, that, I shoot a wide net, and my law of attraction, based on the sensibilities of the content, by law of attraction, people will respond to that content, right? So as you're getting these responses, you start to define your demographics by law of attraction right? That's creating a pure source by law of attraction. So as you define your demographics, right, you start to build your foundation, right? So the more and more data that comes in, you know, the more and more of a foundation you can build for whatever it is. So as that data comes in, you start getting a big enough numbers, you look at that 20, you know, top 20% of data, right? And then you start catering to that 20% based on their behavior with the content. This is how you could improve your communication, how you improve the content. So that takes about 90 days to determine that process. Then you just step and repeat, step and repeat, step and repeat. So when that foundation is, is built, it creates these sensibilities, right? And that's your demographics. And what I found out through one of my clients, uh, a comedian, that a 32-year-old female who makes forty dollars to $60,000 a year is the number one avatar in the world. And this is, where, this is where people miss. They miss, this is where businesses get off, right? Because uh, get off with their, knowing who their fans or their customer is, right? So when you look at those demographics, right? And you say, let's say you hire an outside source who's a marketing company. And this marketing company comes in and they have A, B, C, D, right? And they apply this in whatever company they come into. And when they come into this company, they don't even know the sensibilities of the company, right? They may do a 100-person interview, a 100-person study, and then try to uh, create a marketing plan based on a 100-people interview. It's not a big enough number. And I'll tell you why. So if you come in with a standard process, and let's say you have a business over here that has a 50% male customer, 50% female. And over here, this business has a 90% female and a 10% male. And when I said the 32-year-old female uh, that makes $46,000 a year is the number one avatar. So when I look at those demographics, I know that a 24 to 35 year old female is the biggest responder online and the most reactionary. So when you got that dilution on the other side, the 50, 50, 
you know, males take a little bit of time to, you know, a little bit of time to make a decision. So you have to understand that when you put out your marketing plan, you know, and when you start to communicate with your customer, right? So that's phase one. Phase one is environment, foundation, sensibilities, sensitivities. Phase two is tone and timing. So if you establish your sensibilities, you start communicating with that tone to your current customer. And by law of attraction, that tone will attract a new customer by communicating that way, right? And then the timing is when you communicate because you know the foundation of your business, you know when to communicate with your customer. It's very poignant at the right time, right? Um, that's phase two. And then, then the last phase, you get to emotions. And this is where all the mistakes are made. So if you've done phase one and phase two, right, you've created a pure source. You have, you know exactly who your customer is. This is where the egos and everything gets in the way, you know, you know, and people have knee jerk reactions, right? So somebody comes on your social media and that 1% or 2%, there's like an emotional response. So the whole sales department, the CEO, all these guys have these knee jerk reactions and they want to change the world. And that's where the mistakes are made. And just like in life, we make all the bad decisions when we're emotional. You don't want to do that because you've established your foundation the right way. You're communicating the right way with the right tone. You don't want to do that. You want to digest that, take a step back and come back and use that information for your micro fixes, right? And you stay in line with the process. And then when you get to the last phase of finding a perfect audience, you know, is social, I call it social media landscape in the context, context of content or getting your business to consciousness. You know, it's just like in life, we get to a certain point in life, we have full functionality, right? And as you continue to do this process, step and repeat, step and repeat, you continue to improve the process. You, can, you continue to improve your full functionality of how you do business uh, in the world today. But this, this process would save corporations millions of dollars from, from internally, from hiring outside sources. Uh, and, and you're going to know exactly who's paying the bills because most corporations, you know, when I, when I go back to environment, most corporations appease the environment, right? They're appeasing themselves, right? And they're not, and, and then the customer's over here and they're forgetting who's paying the bills, right? So, um, a la Target. Yes. Yeah, the Target debacle, Bud Light. You can keep going down the line. Yes. So that's that's it in an elevator pitch of finding a perfect audience. And I've just, you know, I discovered that by understanding human behavior uh, and being on social media 12 hours a day. Um, and that's, I don't know, it just it's just something that I pulled out of thin air and created based on the stuff I do. So in your ability to find, you know, with me, I didn't want to interrupt audience because I would have screwed up everything he was saying. And I was trying to learn myself and take some notes here. W what do you find for small business owners? Let's just make this practical for them. 
we could, uh, you know, businesses under 500 employees. What do you think the biggest mistake they make in trying to identify a target customer who they think is their target customer or even maybe not even knowing, you know, how, how to what their target customer is even worse? Well, they're not they're not using law of attraction. You know, they're using ego to determine their customer. Define your law of attraction because I have a definition of it in my head. So I want to hear your definition of law of attraction as it relates to this. It's just, you know, certain people, you know, certain people are attracted to certain things based on their sensibilities, right? And, you know, you're not trying to sell them anything. If you're out there communicating, and that's why I said you create the content that's relatable, entertaining, and educational. Those, whatever that content is, based on the tone of that content, based on how that content is conveyed, people's sensibilities will be attracted to a certain type, right? It's just like a political party. You know, there are certain sensibilities on one side, there are certain sensibilities on the other side. That's law of attraction. It's a natural, it's a natural instinct, right? And I think, you know, CEOs and, and things like that start a business, they think they know everything. And the thing about it is a CEO that starts a big business, you know, he may have a 20 year career, but he's not paying attention to society and how society has changed. So he's somewhat writing out a 20 year career and thinking he's going to have the same customer. And he's kind of environmentally driven within his industry, right? So he's not really paying attention to real time data. So this is all about real-time data and staying ahead of the game. And what I've realized, most corporations are 20 to 30 years behind. And when I talk to people about this, they look at me like I got three heads. But because it's not a short-term fix, it's a long-term process. But if you do it the right way, your business will be times 10 after 12 months. What do you think the one thing that they could do to... You know, they're try they're starting their business from day one. Again, I want to beat down on this target customer thing because if you're trying to if if you're trying to sell something to someone who's not interested in what it is, if you have a complete disconnect there, you're wasting time, you're wasting money. Again, helping us identify the most simplest way through, you know, through social media to know, you know, who is our avatar, you know, who is the person we need to be communicating authentically, educating, you know. Being, you know, whether we're using humor, whatever that case may be is once again, just trying to make it so simple for our audience to understand, you know, how can they determine who that person is? Well, when you go back to the environment, you assess the environment, right? And whatever businesses, let's say, you know, and a lot of young people don't want to do this today. And let's, let's assess the top 10 businesses within that environment, right? So let's look at those top 10 businesses. Let's pull out some attributes that are just a wide range narrative within that industry, right? You start out with that wide range narrative to begin with, right? See, see what your brand, see what your business starts to attract by putting that content out there, right? And as, as, as you attract on a wide range, you start to cater your sensibilities within that content to start defining the customer more. So it's, it's, you know, using, if there's five things in an industry, let's put those five things out there with my brand on it, with my colors, my look, 
because all that, all those, all those things are a big deal. The colors, the look, all that are a big deal from a general surface area and start there, right? Then once you have start to build some people to talk to, you know, and, you know, whatever's coming from here, from your heart, right? Your sensibilities will start to define the content, you know, more and, and implement that feel and sensibility you want to represent for yourself and your business, right? So it's kind of a, you know, what are the five things in the environment? Let's put those out there. Let's put our brand out there. Let's see how people respond. And then as you start to communicate, you start to integrate your own personal sensibilities that make sense to you within your industry that come from the heart. Don't, don't listen to anybody else because if you're already in the game, right, do what comes from the heart. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I, I love authenticity and I like how you're just, you know, there's example, whatever industry you're in, there are things that are common within your industry that attracts customers. And then, but you just kind of keep dialing down, narrowing it to the one that fits, that's most authentic with what it is you're selling, you're offering. And, and that's, that's what I'm getting out of it. I love it. I, John, how can my audience connect with you and tell us one more time about the book and when it's coming out? Well, we, we have a, a ghostwriter on the book right now, uh, and hopefully we will get this thing out by the end of the year. Um, so, uh, you know, and you can find me, Bank Productions TV, John E. Cosma on Instagram or Google John Edmonds Cosma. A lot of things will come up, uh, but we're pretty easy to find. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> right. Audience, I hope you learned something today. I mean, he really did a deep dive on you know, target customers. And I hope you get the book. We're going to try to put this out more towards the end of the year so that we can do that. So we can have this align better with a book release. I want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It's brought to you by Gig Strategic, the best digital marketing company that I'm aware of for small businesses. Why? Because I use them and I have the, the data to prove it. So gigstrategic.com, they're fantastic. Thank you so much for listening. We've got great interviews coming up. We also have some good teaching lessons. On Fridays, we do Ask Sean. We have over 2,000 questions. We're diving into and trying to answer each Friday. Thank you so much. We'll talk again soon.